Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. such that he cannot cope in that class they allow they tell the child to remain not for the child's detriment but for the child's own good okay because if the child moves to that class not having the capacity to handle that class it becomes a problem so you some people who see it as oh um, he was not promoted why that could be a problem for some people it shouldn't be a problem for the child because if he was promoted and the capacity that he had would not um, enable him work well and function in that class was the use of the promotion was the use of him going to the next class because he can't function okay so he remains there so when we talk about change and we talk about capacity sometimes or most of the time the, the level we're looking for in God, I need you to follow me carefully. The level we're looking for in God, the heights and the greatness we're looking for in God, is not because God doesn't want to give it to us. It's because most of the time, we're not ready. Most of the time, we can't handle it. It may look like, yes, we can. God, give it to me. Ah, if you give me a million dollars now, you will know that I love you. Not that he cannot, but most of the time, we have not developed capacity to handle it. So, God is saying that for you to move from here to there, certain things need to happen. You need to change. Certain changes need to show up. So, when those changes show up and you develop capacity for it, what happens is that those things naturally come to you because what you develop capacity for naturally flows to you without you doing anything for it because the capacity you've developed attracts those things it attracts those things um, let's go back to how you started first probably um, trusting God for, for maybe the first job you got in your life was maybe um Maybe a thousand, ten thousand. Let's say ten thousand. It's a ten thousand naira a month, and you earn ten thousand naira a month for about six months. You have developed capacity to attract, to to um, provide value and service to attract ten thousand naira a month. Now you leave that place and you are applying for another job. The reason you are up, you are telling them that oh you're going to pay me 20,000 or 30,000 is because you have developed capacity to attract 30,000. Not because um, I was in them before, I should enter it. No, no, no. Nobody does that. It's because you developed capacity for that. So when you see certain people apply for certain jobs and they ask them how much do you want to pay? And they said 3 million, 4 million a month. Don't envy them. No. 
they have developed capacity to attract 4 million a month which the employer knows that yes the value this person is given is worth 4 million a month okay so what happened from that time the person was earning less to the time he's asking to earn more is that change has happened what most believers do is that we don't want to change we just want to receive it we don't want that change to happen we just want pastor to come lay hands on me and then yeah 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 and then no 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 when pastor comes and lays hands on you hands are laid on you so that capacity will increase when capacity increase you attract more okay so when you change so it's not just that um that's why you see a lot of times some people go to certain places and all they're looking for is just power 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 yes the power of god will come but when the power of god comes it comes to adjust something when that thing has been adjusted wisdom tells you you apply yourself to wisdom you apply yourself to certain things that will help you to sustain that power okay so i want to talk about that change what happens in between what happens in between because something has to happen it may first of all be that the power of god will come and show up for you but that's not what will continue to happen okay certain things will happen i remember i, I, I shared this testimony here before i would mentioned it that when when i was asking god and 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 first of all the thing that happens to you is you, you you have a dissatisfaction whenever you're having a dissatisfaction for your present level don't feel bad it's a pointer that deep is calling to deep it's a pointer that something inside is yearning for more okay so i had this dissatisfaction with 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 my present level i was i was pastor in the headquarter you know but i had a dissatisfaction that something was more that should come out of me something more should come out is this all there is something more should come out so the first place i went to is that i went to pray so in in the place of prayer in the place of communing with god because you go to your source god is the reason we are here he knows why we're here he knows what he has instilled in us potential inner ability that has not come out yet so he knows everything that is inside so all those discomforts you feel and those um um um, you know those things you feel like oh I'm more than this I'm more than this it's actually the capacity of God inside of you calling for more so we need to do something about it for it to manifest for it to show up okay so that's those are the things I want to talk about now so I did that went to the place of prayer and I began to pray and, and talk to God you know God I think there's more there's more there's more I spent I spent I can't remember how many months or so but we just kept on and kept on and kept on. then one particular day I broke through broke through in the sense that I got clarity I got understanding that yes something is actually more something is more something is more and then from that moment God told me said something has changed something has changed so I, I became expectant for what has changed what will happen what has changed and then my general here called me and said, we're going to Podakot. That was the next level. Something had changed. 
I had unlocked the capacity inside. It is not when he called me to tell me that you're going to Padako to start Padako Church that I unlocked capacity. No. The capacity has always been there. God has always put it there. But I had to deliberately desire a next level, which I don't know. So, during this period, these th three Wednesdays that we're going to look at, I want you to specifically begin to think, what is that next level inside of me that is going to come out? There's a next level. There's something bigger than where you are right now. Something bigger. Then where you, so, but certain things need to happen. That thing is a change that needs to happen. Alright? So it's a change. And, 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 and capacity needs to be developed so that that change can happen. Alright? So God gives to us not what is available, but what our, our capacity can handle. He doesn't give to us what's available. What is available is $10 million. But what your capacity can have is 50,000. So don't be angry with God that, oh, all things are yours. The cattle upon the thousand hills is his. The, the silver is his. The gold, the gold, yes, they are his. But your capacity can handle 50,000. So for you to get what is available, develop capacity so that you can reach out for more that is available. It's already there. It's already inside, okay? It's already inside. So we develop that capacity for more. For example, um, I've shared that example with us here before. Um, when when um, there was, there was some, some time ago, I, I can't remember the year, um, many of us will remember somewhere in the north, the, the governor decided to do youth empowerment. And then they were giving them, I think, wheelbarrows. Is it wheelbarrows? Or, and then some of them, they were giving them um, cobbler shoe-making thing. And they were all excited. And they were happy. Wow. Wait. And I watched the news. I was disgusted. That was where God began to talk to me about this thing. And I said, how can you be giving? This is 21st century. You are saying youth empowerment. You are giving them wheelbarrows. And you are giving them shoemaking, this thing. And you see the young boys, the youths, they were excited. Thousands of them with their shoemaking thing. And, with the, and I was like, why? How can that be youth empowerment? And God said to me, he said, it's not what is available, but what their capacity can handle. So the, the, the state had the money to give them laptops so that they can code. But they can't code. The state had the money to give them vehicles so that they can run Uber or Taxify or Uru or whatever. But they can't do that. So they lack the capacity for the resources that is available. So what happened? They had to come down to their level. So most of the time, God usually comes down to our level. Not because he cannot. The Bible says that a child, as long as he's a child, is not different from a servant. As long as he remains a child, he's a hair. The hair. is the hair, remember. is the hair. is the prince. is the hair to the throne. is the next in line. But as long as he remains a child, he's not different from a servant. So he will, be, he will get a servant portion. But the day he realizes that he's a prince and he comes of age, he takes his position as a prince. So that change that happens means that we have taken our position as prince. 
We have taken our position as friends. Alright, so it's not what's available, but what our capacity can handle most of the time. So you want change to happen? You want to move to the next level? Begin to think capacity. Begin to think, how can I increase capacity in this thing? What do I need to learn? What do I need to study? What do I need to make myself diligent in? What do I, there's, there's something I do now. Every 5 a.m., I set my alarm on that. Every 5 a.m., I'm reading a book. From 5 a.m. to about 6 a.m. or so. I set the alarm till Jesus comes. Till whenever. Set it on my phone. And that's it. So 5 a.m., pum pum. Read a book. That's the alarm. Read a book. So I pick a book and I start reading. I start reading. Maybe I read a chapter or I read. Apart from the Bible, I read. Just pick a book. There's a particular book I'm reading now. I pick it and I start reading. I'm trying to develop capacity for something. So until, this, the Bible says that the clouds, when they are full of rain, they empty themselves. I don't waste my, my energy and my faith trying to reach out for something. I first of all stay and cook and eat and eat and eat and meditate and develop a lot of capacity for that thing and then I come out when I come out I begin to speak I begin to declare that time I'm ready but if I start first by declaring that hey pastor has said that this month we're all going to be millionaires and then you start oh all my millions come you see any car that passes hey I received my car I received my car it's good to do that but the capacity to actually receive it needs to happen such that even when you don't say I receive my car and the car just passes you just smile you, instead of you just know that it's coming to me you have not said anything but it has well up inside of you the clouds when they are full of rain they empty themselves on the earth so when you wait till you are full inside and you begin to speak and declare you see that those things will come see that those things will come all right so every change we desire on the outside begins with a change in the inside nothing truly changes outside if nothing has changed inside nothing truly changes outside if nothing has changed inside and you're expecting something to change outside that's a lie that's that's fraud that's fraud because true change happens inside so when you have changed inside, when, when, you have, when you have seen that change inside, naturally, automatically, it begins to show up on the outside. Alright? So the next level we so desire is subject to the next level of change that happens to us on the inside. So there are three elements. I call them three inner elements of change. They are inside. You, 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 don't, you don't see them on the outside. They are very subtle. You don't know. But when you adjust in these three elements, you'll find out that the things that you're looking for on the outside begins to show up. One of them is what I want to emphasize and talk on today. The next Wednesday, I'll talk about the second one and then the other Wednesday, I'll talk about the last one because I want to emphasize it. I don't just want to just mention it and go. All right? The first one is overcoming feelings overcoming feelings overcoming feelings you know life is is more than feelings a lot of times we we do things because we feel like 
we do things because the way we feel we feel good about it i mean okay i just feel good about this thing so we we limit our expression to how we feel if we've not got into a place in life where we have overcome our feelings and move beyond feelings move to deeper reasoning and things it'll be difficult for us to enter into the things that are rightfully ours remember i said that the heir is a prince okay so things that are rightfully ours if we are always in tune with our feelings we we, we are, the way we feel in our body before we move and do things it's going to be difficult for us to do that okay life is more than feelings for the change you so desire on the outside to happen you need to overcome being ruled by your feelings one your feelings don't allow you to take up task your feelings don't allow you to take up task i mean why did I set my alarm for 5 a.m.? So that I can... 5 a.m. is when I want to read. But when I wake, it's about 3 or 2. Someone was talking to me the other day and said that, ah, ah, I heard that Bill Gates doesn't sleep more than 4 hours. I heard that Warren Buffett doesn't sleep more than 4 hours. I heard that um, um, Steve Jobs doesn't sleep more than 4 hours. I heard that um, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't sleep more than 4 hours. Oh, I said, but you better sleep. You better sleep. I said, they're not sleeping because they don't want to sleep. They're sleeping because they're thinking. They're not sleeping because they're thinking. They're awake because something is waking them up. They're not awake watching Z World or, or on Facebook or on Instagram. That's not what they're doing. So the person will say, ah, no, I must be awake at three. Doing what? I said, my sister, if you have nothing doing, better sleep. You need your sleep now. I said, it's a vision that wakes you up that keeps you awake that you cannot sleep the fact that you are not sleeping you are sleeping for only four hours does not mean you'll be successful doesn't mean you'll be successful they are awake because something is keeping them awake they cannot sleep even if they try because there is an idea that is running through their mind there's a concept they need to find solution for. There's a nation that needs to be delivered from polio that is making, that is keeping Bill Gates awake because he needs to get them $500 million and he's thinking of how to get all the, all the stakeholders together. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? So, ideas are keeping him awake. He's awake because he has, he has a meeting. He's in U.S. The time is 2, 2 a.m. in U.S. But his uh, business partners in China are already awake. He needs to talk. With so things are keeping him awake. Not because he does not want to sleep. He likes his sleep. So things are keeping him awake. So I can say that, ah, um, um, ah I'm feeling so, I'm feeling so uh, today. You know those days, just feel like, Oh, it's one of the days I just want to sleep and lie down on the bed. When you have tasks to do, when you have a goal set before you, you overcome your feelings. So you don't do it because of the way you feel. No. Imagine today, I feel like, oh, there are days I feel like not coming for church. There are days I just feel like, I think I should just rest today. I'm tired. There are days I feel like, but I have to overcome my feelings because there's a responsibility.
given to me that my feelings, if I follow the way I'm feeling, I will not deliver on the task. So I have to overcome my feelings. Ecclesiastes 9.10 It says, whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your mind. Whatever your hand finds to do. God's words translation says, whatever presents itself for you to do, do it with all your might because there is no work, planning, knowledge or skill in the grave where you are going. Underline those words. Work, planning, knowledge, skill. Work, planning, knowledge, skill. Work, planning, knowledge, skill. Those four things. Work, planning, knowledge and skill whatsoever your hand finds to do do it with all your mind so it's saying that when you are engaging yourself to add value there has to be work there has to be planning there has to be knowledge there has to be skill there has to be these things the second feelings don't allow you to set goals they don't allow you to set goals because if you go by the way I'm feeling you won't be able to set goals because you will set goals that are convenient for you it's not convenient for me having woken up at 3 a.m. to set an alarm to read from 5 to 6 it's not convenient but I have to do it I have to overcome my feelings why because there is a bigger picture there is something I need to develop capacity for something else I need to do that. So if you go by your feelings, they won't allow you to set goals. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs 6. From verse 9. It says, How long will you lie there? You lazy bum. That's God's word translation. Lazy bum. When will you get up from your sleep? Just a little sleep? Just a little slumber, just a little nap. It says, then your poverty will come to you like a drifter. And your need will come to you like a bandit. When he's talking about sleep there, it doesn't necessarily mean the closing of the eyes. It means laziness. It means lackadaisical attitude. It means carefree. It means when you ought to do something, you are, you are lagging about it. That's what it means. You say, how long will you give excuses? How long will you do like that? How long? He said, when you ought to get up. He said, just a little sleep, just a little slumber, just a little folding of the hands. He says, the poverty will come like a drifter and your need like an armed man like a bandit so it means that where there is work where there is planning where there is skill where there is knowledge when we apply ourselves to these things when we apply ourselves to all things we are pushing away poverty we are pushing away poverty when we apply ourselves to these things. Sleep in that context doesn't necessarily mean to close your eyes or to sleep on your bed. 
it means don't dull yourself. That's what it means. Don't be laid back. Don't be draggy. When it comes to setting and achieving goals, don't be, don't be laid back. When you set a goal, for, you are the one that set the goal. You can adjust it. If the goal is too high, you bring it down. If you say, okay, this month, I decided that I'm going to, I'm going to, maybe someone looking for a job. So, okay, this month I'm going to submit 20 CVs or 30 CVs. If you know you cannot reach 20 CVs or 30 CVs, you bring it down to 10. You set a goal that is reasonable enough for you to reach, but you now go about it. You go about it, okay? So you don't, you don't listen to your feelings because your feelings will always somehow be contrary to really what you want to do. Then feelings don't allow you to be diligent. Feelings don't allow you to be diligent. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. He said, but God's kindness made me what I am. And that kindness was not wasted on me. Instead, I worked harder than all the others. It was not I who did it, but God's kindness was with me. That was Paul talking. He said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. He said, but I labor more abundantly than everyone because of the grace. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was on me. I labored more. I, I, I was diligent about it. Proverbs 22, 29. He says, see thou a man diligent. He will stand before kings and not mere men. See thou a man diligent in what he's doing. He will stand before kings and not mere men. Look at God's words from the church. He said, do you see a person who is efficient in his work? He will serve kings. He will not serve unknown people. He will serve kings. He won't serve unknown people. See as thou a man diligent in his work. So if I take time to be diligent with the, with the resources that have been committed to me or the responsibilities that have been committed to me, what God is saying is that, hey, I will provide service for kings. I will provide service for people in high places. Most times what we think is that, oh, God will bring me um, um, before kings and all that. No. What it means is that I am providing a service for this person. This person is my neighbor. And I do, I make shirts. So, I am providing a service for my neighbor. My neighbor likes my shirts. He's my neighbor. He's not really known all over the world. I am diligent about it. And I'm making sure I'm putting skill, knowledge, wisdom, creativity into it. And he's liking it. Because of that diligence, God will bring me before greater people that I will serve. That means that I will provide value for people way high and above in society. Okay? But first, I need to be diligent in it. So see thou a man diligent in his work, diligent in what he's doing. 
He will stand before kings. What he's standing before kings to do is to serve them. It means that the service I'm providing for Mr. A, that nobody knows about it, and I'm diligent about it. One day, I will stand before great people and provide that same service. One day, people in high places will call me for that service. Why? Because I am diligent in it. Because I'm diligent in it. Wow, time is fast spent. He said he will not serve unknown people. He will serve kings. Proverbs 12, 24. I'll close there. Hard-working hands gain control. But lazy hands do slave labor. The diligent find freedom in their work. The lazy are oppressed by work. So when I see work, do I run from it? When I see work, do I shy away in my office? Do I want to give a responsibility or a task? No, 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 no. I'm always pushing it aside. Give it to this person. Give it to this person. Give it to this. One day, the boss will ask, who has been doing XYZ? I remember there was a company I was working with. I'll just close with that. A company I was working with sometime, sometime ago. Um, so I, I got into the company and I have always I have always lived by this principle. So I got in the company, do what I was doing, and anywhere I go, I always try to look for how I can make a difference in my department or unit wherever I am. So I, I began to I, I was I was um I was a junior staff when I, when I got in the company. And then I was once I once I get in from the gate, enter the company, I go straight to the training room. The training room was my primary assignment. So I go there, sit down on my desk, wait for the people to come. I train them in computer stuff and all that. And I sit by my desk. Once it's five or six o'clock, we close, I go home and all that. So I never go upstairs to the boss's office. I don't go upstairs. So I had a superior who was uh, uh, my supervisor and then I had another manager and then I had the boss. So after a few months, I began to think that what can I do in this company? Really, that so I, I came up with it with a, with a training curriculum similar to something we use in the university. So I designed that curriculum, designed everything, designed the structure, and all that, and then I submitted it to my supervisor. I told him that I'm working on something that's going to transform the training structure that we have presently right now. He said, Oh, nice, 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 nice. So one day the boss came down to the training. And then I told, I just mentioned to him that, sir, I'm working on something um, um, for, the, for the training and stuff like that. So he forgot about it. I forgot about it. When I finished it, I presented it to my supervisor. As the normal protocol is. I presented my supervisor. So, sir, this is what I'm working on. And then I left. Weeks went by. Months went by. I didn't hear anything. So I, I figured. So one day, your diligence will always be. One day. I found myself in the boss's office. He was going to do something and then he needed me to help him out. So I went upstairs to his office. I never go upstairs. Sometimes I may not see him the entire day till we close. So I went upstairs to the office and we got talking. And then he just turned and said, Joel, what about that project you said you were working on? I said, sir, I've submitted it. He said, really, when? I said, I submitted it to my supervisor. He said, really? He said, hold on. He began to check his drawers and everything, his shelf. And then he brought it. I said, is it this? I said, yes, sir. He shaked his head. He said, my supervisor submitted it as his own work. 
shaked his head. He said, really? I said, yes, sir, that's this project I worked on. He shaked his head. That day, I became manager. My office was moved from upstairs to downstairs. From, from downstairs to upstairs. So, the diligence will always pay, one way or the other. I can give you countless of testimonies. Every company I've worked with till date, I've had experiences like that. I've had experiences like that. The, the, there was one company, I, I, the IT firm I was working with somewhere in GRA, in Lagos. My boss was the boss. You know, so, we always, we always, I mean, we're, we're running projects. I was, I was, I was project uh, coordinator for a project we did in Cross River State. We had over 3,000 teachers to be trained. So I was posted there. I was there for about two or three months, you know, moving from one local government to another, training teachers, coordinating. I had, I had, I had a staff of about, um, close to, maybe close to 50 or more in different local governments. So I was coordinating all that. So each time there is a there is a job to do there is a there's a proposal to write there is a there's a new idea to to postulate and all that my boss will call us and say joel you guys i need you to do this and then you and then we'll spend night and day night and day i would write and write and write and come up with with different different things and all that not knowing that my boss would take it present it to the overall boss well of course she's the head of the department and everything but we don't get credit for it but we get all the insults and everything. One day, I had to leave the company. When I left, my colleagues called me and said, well, we need your help. I said, what? He said, nobody can do it. I said, what happened? He said, all these things you have been doing is now that we know that we've not been working. He said, the boss, that's my direct boss, now knew that, hey, it was not the team that was really doing this thing but him that was doing it. So diligence will always pay. One uh, Months after, they kept calling me to, uh, 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 can I send this document? Can I show them how to do this, how to do this? But I've moved on to higher things. Stand to your feet. So when you desire change, know that there are certain things that need to happen inside. Certain capacity needs to be developed. So don't focus on don't focus on the on the on the on the change so much that oh I, I need a million dollars. Oh, oh I need I need 10 million to come into my account. Hold on, it'll come, it'll come. But first begin to focus on how you can be diligent. Begin to focus on how you can overcome your feelings and not allow your feelings to get in the way of the goals that you are setting. And you know, you you, you set reasonable goals and and, and 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 go ahead and achieve them. So you you walk away from your feelings alright the change will come eventually glory to God have you been blessed tonight glory to God next Wednesday I'm going to be talking about creativity creativity developing creativity how to develop creativity God gave me an awesome awesome thought on that don't miss it lift your hands to heaven say father Every word that I have received tonight, say it out loud. Every word that I have received tonight, I receive strength to put it to work in the name of Jesus. Every word that has come to me tonight, I receive strength 
to put it to work. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be for you in Jesus' name. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.